This is the At 530 on Main podcast. I'm Sean Collins. And I'm Mike Davis. And we're here to discuss the convergence of digital and physical experiences in today's world. With Extend Group as an expert in designing online experiences and VPS Architecture, an expert on creating physical experiences, you will hear unique discussions on technology, theory, and more that merges our separate areas of expertise into one podcast experience. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoy today's At 530 on Main podcast episode. All right. Whoa, that went way loud. See? You guys still test it a little bit. See, we're rusty here, guys. That's what's going on. Bad, bad, bad. A little loud. That's why we're getting back in here. Getting back Back in in here. here. Shaking off the dust, the rust. Because, you know, every once in a while, I'm known to get loud. Okay. All right. This is working. This is working. Cheers. We're live on YouTube. Woohoo. No. We're not live on Dang YouTube. it. That's something that we need to ask the audience. Would you watch the At 530 on my main podcast if it was live on yeah. YouTube? Um, streamed live to YouTube through this little device right here. Or Facebook or any of it, quite yeah. frankly. Um, would you watch it? That's a question. So, all right, Mike. At 530 on main, we're looking at March the 18th. It's 57 degrees outside. It's 8.15. We haven't recorded in nearly six months. Yeah. Right? That's right. So. uh, We tried a few there with uh, COVID. Tried a few with the Zoom, and it just didn't feel the same, did it? Didn't feel the same. We had, you know, I don't know that it worked out as well. It was good for what it was, but in person's better. And everyone said that too. Even people that we wanted to have on said, "When we can be in person, I'll do it." But yeah, not till then. They didn't want to do the Zoom and stuff. So yeah, so we are back in the extension studio. A lot has happened. It's been six months. Um, you know, business has changed. Life has changed. Um, you know, professionally, personally. But at the end of the day, you know. We still have the keyword to talk about experience. So, uh, for you, any any takeaways from last last year? I mean, what's going on <laughs> from last year? Just I was gonna say from our podcast, I did think about that. I was like, so you're gonna think we live in a cold climate if you don't know where we are? Yeah, because <laughs> we missed all our summer clothes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we'll get that this summer. Yeah, yeah. Kind of skip from winter to winter. Yeah, we even pre-record some of these, and one of the uh, the social media graphics uh, that Katarina made, yeah. it was like it was August, and I was in a like uh, like a sweater and a <laughs> shirt underneath it, and all that stuff, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe that should be. Yeah. We should really consider that experience and that. <laughs> right. Watching. When was this record? What was that? Of course, we could do five a day. Was Joe Rogan do five oh, a day yeah. or something crazy like? Yeah, we'd really, love to have that many guests. But. I really do look at, like, Joe and, like, Gary Vee, and, and and I just admire the ability to have the camera on all the time for content. Yeah. Like, I really do get the, um, the meaning behind that now, because there's just so much during a day that is an exper- a learning experience for everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, as you're consulting with clients or... 
you're, you know, with the team or whatever, there's just these little pieces of the day that are captured that just become this next piece of content or next yep. piece of, you know, I can share this. This is something that, you know, either a client was paying for or, you know, I'm just trying to, to coach up the team and that information's there. Why not share it? And that that's one thing I've been telling some of our nonprofit organizations is, you know, one of the most important jobs that they can have or one of the most important staff members that they could have is like a content curator. So, you know, you have your executive director, you have the awesome staff there, but if no one is really catching and capturing that experience while it's actually happening, you know, people are like, did that experience happen? Hmm. And then they start looking at, you know, okay, what's our ROI on what we're doing in the community and all that stuff. But, you know, if you have that captured, if you have that videographer that's live there that day, or you have a photographer um, that's there just getting the images and, and capturing, you know, what the person on the other side is experiencing, man, it, it would be so much better. But well, when we look con- at conversations, right? Yeah. And that and that's what I see most, especially like with Joe Rogan, like you're having conversations. It doesn't matter who's there. Ultimately, the conversation never becomes as divisive as you would think it would be if you watched the media. Yeah. It, it's always like, oh, yeah, we're pretty common ground. Everybody's pretty middle of the road. Everybody's pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, but. When you start getting, but if you broke it into sound bites, you could make that be perceived as a big argument. Like, yeah. like they're going against each other and they hate each other. And I feel like the sound bites, that's what's ruining everything. Because you're talking complicated issues, but we're going to take one little snippet of data and make this huge decision. Yeah. Yeah, That I, I never published that video, by the way, that talked about that. That 15-minute yeah. uh, I, I went, I went, there was a day where I had an epiphany and it was, I don't know, was it in October or yeah. November? I think it was October, November. And I recorded a, a, a 15 minute, I actually put a little keynote together for it and talked about, um, the divide, like the social divide. Yeah. And you know what? I might bring that back. If, if I get a few direct comments from people that listen to this, I was going to, at that time, post a video, and the video was about how social was dividing everyone up into segments, which I hear a lot today. Yeah. So the creative pioneer could see the future, and actually, before it was was there, and then I started to talk about it. But I was willing to put up two hundred dollars, and that two hundred dollars went into ten dollars for twenty real conversations because what I started to see was that was the time when oh we're going to start a new social media channel for this because we're being censored over here and then you know what I'm not on this platform I want to go to this platform and and it was like you know instead of social bringing everyone together in a common experience where everybody could you know really have the conversation like a conversation is a conversation even if you don't agree both parties don't agree, right? Right. So I said, well, um, let's just get back together face-to-face. Let's get, let's do that. Let's have the hard conversations. And unfortunately, I, I backed out. <laughs> I didn't do, I didn't publish it actually 
Facebook, I tried to publish it. It was too long there. YouTube didn't like it, so I didn't go with it. But if I get enough comments on social media here, people listen to this, yeah. I'll go, I'll donate uh, $200, which is 10 converse, or 20 conversations at $10 a piece. And it's for you to have the hard conversation that you would like to have and that you would spend three days on social media bantering back and forth with yeah. someone who is not, you know, who you would consider a friend, but um, you like to, uh, you know, turn that five comment post into 75 because you go back and forth. <laughs> let's just, uh, let's end that. Let's have a 45-minute conversation face-to-face, and uh, I'll sponsor that. Each one of you can have $5 at Starbucks. Yeah. I'll do it up to twenty. I'll do it up to two hundred bucks. So, and then if somebody likes that concept, they can take it on the road as well. Anyway, so, um, you know, I can't believe it's March. Yeah. Like, spring quote I know. spring break is next week. I know. Unfortunately. From, yeah. From my perspective, unfortunately, it's next week because nothing gets done. Yeah. Whether it's clients or. Yeah, clients take because they're traveling with their kids or in the office, people that will be gone for a week. It's just nothing gets done. You get caught up, but yeah, not much gets done. And, and when you're trying to when you're busy trying to make progress on projects and work, spring break is the most inconvenient thing ever. It's kind of but, right in the middle of everything. Yeah. Right? Like but, you, you just get back into the it takes January to really get everything like, kind yeah, of building up yeah. and then. February's like head down. Um, you know, here's where we're at. Get into yep. March. Now we're going to execute. And oops, there's this break right in yep. the middle. And then the next week is, oh yeah, I need to get all this done last week. Here, whoosh. And yeah. You're like, oh, drinking from a fire hose for a week. But it is what it is. So you just have to enjoy it or take take the time to relax a little bit, not be take a break, take a breather. You know. Catch up on things, like I said, and do things you haven't done for two months. So, all of the listeners, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a lot of questions from you now. I want to I want to see that the experience is just not Mike and I talking here, but there's people on the other end. Do you have that same experience? I mean, when you when you get into the the year, you have all these New Year's resolutions and things are going, and you get your head down and you get to work and you know work the plan and the plan works, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, it takes a little bit. You know, you have to restart the conversations yeah. in January. Everybody had December <laughs> off or whatever that is. And we had to have, you know, we we went through, we had the, the holiday season and we were time off, New Year's, get back in, you know, shake the, the dust and rust <laughs> off like what we had to do in here a minute Never ago. Really. Like this place was a, a wreck. Um, but we got the technology set back up and then got to work. Yeah. But like Mike said, now we have this next week here in the middle of March. And, and it's it's kind of weird because it depends on what part of the country you're in. So actually spring break in business, right, is like a four-week window. Yeah. Because if you're, you know, in like SEC country, I yeah. think it's two weeks ago. They, yeah. they already had it. Colleges right? are all yeah. different. Yeah. So, you know, intern schedules, all those things. Do you... I mean, listeners, do you have that experience with uh, spring break, and uh, does it create any kind of conflict in the in the production process? So, but we have basketball this year. So oh my goodness, Michigan! That, 
you is, know, is a number one seed. Excited about that. Where's IU at? Uh, they're at home getting a new coach. Getting a new coach. Oh, Hopefully man. picking a coach that's going to build a program. Not, I'm telling you, yeah. I, even though he's old, you, you got to go with Beeline. John, he is, he is an amazing guy. I watched him resurrect Michigan. I was sad to see him go to the Cavs, but he's a guy that gets it. And he build. He doesn't. He doesn't go off. I mean, IU gets talent. So um, when I look at the way he recruited in his years at yeah. Michigan, he never really went for the top. He went for the middle and built. Right. Well, that's what you. That Baylor just did that. Yeah. Right? Like you're watching the success they had there. I mean, it's not one. I mean, you're looking at the fallout from the one and dones, right? No yeah. Kentucky. No Duke. No Michigan State. No Louisville. No, you know, yeah. Go Moorhead State, the only Kentucky team in it. <laughs> so you know, they. I, I think you're seeing the fallout from all the one and done chasing, and hopefully that goes away. It'll improve college basketball mentally. Yeah. Just because you won't have the sporadic, I think, recruiting that goes on, and you'll get coaches back to building programs. Yeah. Instead of feeling like if I don't chase that recruit. Uh, in my own state, right? Yeah. But then yeah. you're missing the guy in your own state that goes to Michigan, Michigan State, your other team, Purdue, and plays for three years, right. four years, and is a solid player and, and helps your program build and and grow, right? And actually becomes a recruit for the program, too. Right. You know, they right. buy into the culture. They buy into the experience. And, you know, when when the recruits come in, it's not that, hey, I'm gone next year. This is your spot. Right. It's no, it's like, hey, come in, build the relationship, you know, go through maximizing team performance, build, right. have really good communication yeah. that builds relationship, that gains alignment, that gets us to execution. And then we start looking at how that capacity stacks out over yeah. the duration. Maybe and that should be taught at IU. I mean, yeah. I need to you're, take well, that up there. Well, I think it's just, I think it, I don't know if it's the coaches. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of pressure at that level and the money they make. I mean, yeah. But ultimately, it's yeah, you're you're chasing the the one player that's going to make a difference. But you don't see that at Gonzaga. Yeah. Right? Undefeated, right? Might be the next undefeated team. But they're not know, chasing I'm, how many one and dones have they had? I'm going to tell you, I went back and looked at that. So it's that schedule when I was filling out my bracket and I got a, I I do have them going all the way to the finals. But I may go back and change that before noon <laughs> because I was just looking at the middle of their season. And when they got into the middle of the season, that's when they went on their COVID break. Mm -hmm. And that's when they would have played a Baylor or, you know, right. had the, yeah. the tough games. So now I'm looking at it going, uh, you know, am I, am I willing to place the bet on, you know. Well, on, I, I kind of feel like, I don't know, it may not play out this way. But if I was looking at it from a big picture perspective, you you pretty much got to throw any Big Ten team getting some upsets because they're playing at home, right? They just right. played there last week. Yeah, that's so they're they've been here. They've, they've been, been there, hanging out. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I think mean, they're kind of home court advantage almost, and especially when you're on the West Coast coming. Well, it could this stack way up, is, right yeah. that it could be is it could it be Ohio State, Michigan, or Illinois. no Ohio State's over there, Illinois and Iowa. Actually, I think that's the way it could have went. Mm -hmm. It could come out, and it could be an all Big Ten Final Four. Yeah, so that'll be fun to watch if that happens. Yeah, I've been 
I've been real. I, I want to win, so I, I try to take all my 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 daddy ball and Homer, <laughs> you know, out of it. So I, I I looked at that Michigan game against Texas, and I'm thinking Livers is probably not going to be in there with the foot. Uh, probably makes a big difference there, you know, 12, 16 points a game. That there, there's the bench to fill it in, but yeah. I'm going ah. So I went Texas over Michigan uh, to get into the Final Four. Well, what I love too is you're watching Big Ten teams and the big man's coming back. Yes, I like, I feel like the big man's coming back, and it's and that's the thing, you know, like when you look at shooting teams. Now we're talking about a basketball experience right now. Mike's getting into something. We're putting all these. We're doing all these threes, and we're shooting all these. (laughs) You know, we're shooter great, but you look at it, you're only going to win 40% of the time. Yes. Basically, that's what it comes down to. But if you get a solid big man, you get a solid yes. going back to fundamentals of basketball, pretty much basically, and you get this love it. run and gun garbage. I'm sorry, but it's garbage. It's unwatchable half the time because they miss, and it's not fun. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, and, you know, some of my local uh, – my local uh, colleagues and I'll say friends will probably chirp up on it but it's been tough as a guy who loves seeing players battle in the paint Mm -hmm. in even the last eight years my son's a freshman now and watching the style of basketball that they're accustomed to you know get out run I mean not even like make a move and go in for the layup, it's like, like no crossover, step back, three-point line, and the big man, you know, is yeah. non-existent. And they don't even rebound. Like, the big men want to be point guards. And, yeah. you know, it's – it's once again, it's like five voices. It's like knowing what your superpower is yeah. and everybody at the table. And let this thing work, right? Yeah. Because it is. Like, if you look at the Big Ten and their success – they are feeding the big guy that creates the space on the outside. Um, the big guys do at, play a little different today, though. Yeah. I mean, if, if you look at – Oh, um, yeah, it's not post yeah. up under the basket and just wait for him to have, dump it to you. They have but... wonderful footwork. They've been you know, yeah. doing plyometrics and all those things to ensure that when they get the ball in the paint, you know, they have the smooth footwork. But then they're also, you know, creating those assists by getting it back out. And I love it. I absolutely uh, – I've been waiting for this for a, a very long time. Yeah. I hope ba- high school basketball uh, follows that. Yeah. I've just seen a lot of really good talent on the inside um, kind of wasting away because everybody wants to be yeah. a point guard. Like, Well, and yeah, it's, it's like scores don't matter to yeah. me. I mean, I think that's the key. It's like with a lot of people, especially going back to – Social media, the clips, you know, mm-hmm. we got certain generation, they just watch the highlight reels and they don't really watch. And you watch the game and the game is a totally different, it's totally different when you watch the game than watch highlight clips. It is. And you think, oh, they got killed. Well, no, they actually didn't. They actually, it was a good game up until like the last couple of minutes when they started to have the foul and, you know, and, and, and try and win the game. But at that point, before that point, it was only three points. Yeah. Right. So they didn't get killed, even though it might be a twelve-point win, right? Yeah. And so when you watch the game, it's a different. It's different. So I always like, I like watching the games, 
But man, some of these games where they're just running, running, and they're throwing the ball away, and they're turning over, yeah. and they run down, they just shoot it, and they got two guys at the top of the key. They're trying to get under to rebound, and it's like easy pickings. It's like, what are you doing? I've just seen like you're just throwing points away. Just there's there's no, well on some of the the elite teams now. I will say in the top five of top five, top ten. You can see now that rebounding is becoming like it's not the the shooter, you know, whoever shooting shoots and everybody starts to run right. back down. It's you know, the and point that comes off the rebound right. and all those things that are becoming vital to a team's win. Well, and I think most people under I think it was all these statistics and maybe it came out of the NBA. That's where it seems like it came from. Like go go and shoot five hundred shots because Steph. you're gonna make a hundred. <laughs> Like, He'd make we'll, them, but like, well, what? No or where hey, how about shoot. I get the? Or how about I make, you know, twenty shots yeah. that are high percentage and make eighteen of them? Yeah. Like I don't understand the logic of just throw it at the basket and run around because ultimately what's going to happen is, and you watched it have kind of evolved to this is the teams that take the high percentage shots. Yeah. They're beating you, and you're lo- and now you're shooting more trying to catch up. Mm-hmm. Which never works, and you're taking worse and worse shots, high, lower, lower percentage. And it's like, yeah, finally they figured it out. Oh, go back to fundamental basketball. Oh, yeah. Anybody that knows me, that's a broken record. Well, if you get beeline, you'll have you'll have the run and gun shoot the three. I, I mean, I can remember living and dying by the th- yeah. you know watching them living and dying by the three. All the time, but hopefully he's yeah. he's been watching, you know, learning a little bit and seeing how the game's changed a little bit. And I I don't know. I think he'd be one of the top three to potentially go there. He is an older guy, yeah, but he does connect with the recruits and keeps them around and builds family. So, all right. So that was a basketball discussion. Southern Indiana, yeah, March Indiana, Madness, March Madness. Let's start. go. Um, it's been six months, and it was a weird six months going into, you know, our, let's let's call it our recess. Um, 15 days to slow the curve. Yeah, right? yeah. A 15, year later. Yeah. <laughs> so what what's architecture look like coming out of this? What, what, what are your, you know, because you're an architect, I'm an extend group, founder yeah. of it, and, you know, communications is key for us. We've got some things that have changed. What's yeah. changed? What's, what's, is it the same or is it different in architecture? Uh, the biggest thing that's different is uh, obviously Zoom meetings, I think, for everyone. Yeah. And how that's going to affect our industry, I don't know. Um, I still think person in-person meetings are best. I yeah. mean, it just doesn't. But when you have these quick, a lot of times you have a quick meeting and you know it's going to be a quick meeting. It's going to be 30 minutes. We're just trying to get three answers to three questions, whatever it is. Yeah. And we don't really need to be in person to do that. And so I think it's going to be a hybrid. Yeah. But when you're sitting down and you're looking at a floor plan, you can't do that on screen. And you can't really talk to people and sketch things out. And so I think it's ultimately going to be a hybrid. So that's probably the biggest change. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what else is going to change? I don't know because – Everyone, what people were predicting six months ago is already changing, right? So, yeah. hey, we, we're, we're so productive being at home. Yeah. We're going to keep, we're going to sit everybody home. 
now they're finding out way now it's almost like the newness right it was the year-long school look yeah. at everybody's test scores went up the first year yeah we're gonna do this with everybody well year three four five they go back to normal yeah so it doesn't matter right mm-hmm. and it's kind of the same thing i think everybody went home it's great we're, we're staying productive right staying productive but as this thing wore on yeah the switch i don't think is going to happen now they're finding out well okay we can incorporate some of what we did especially for meetings yeah that are just updates but at the end of the day people aren't being as productive as when they're in the office they're seen being working they're seen you can walk down the hall and talk to them you don't have to call them yeah you don't have to set up a zoom meeting you don't have to do all this other stuff right right mm-hmm. and you're actually looking at the same pieces of paper yeah i mean important still print stuff out we're not totally digital so i think everything will be a hybrid but i don't think the productivity being at home i think that newness is worn off yeah and now they're seeing nope that's not going to happen. So I don't think we're going to see a lot of design change. Mm-hmm. You know, people reduced during this time. And they were like, oh, we'll sell this off. We'll get rid of it. Now I think they're regretting that decision a little bit. Yeah. Should have stuck around a little bit longer. Shouldn't have done. Shouldn't have been knee-jerk reaction. But they were trying to save money. Right. right? So big picture. Yeah. But so I think you're going to see a little bit of bumping in everything. But um, I hate to say it in our world. The pandemic made some changes, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's really the disastrous decisions being made right now that are impacting our industry that's going to pretty much have ripple effects for the next few years that hopefully we were coming out of it. We we're going to be great. No crap. Yeah. You know, yeah. the biggest thing was we got hit with this week was steel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we're getting totally screwed by Amazon. Um, in our industry, I mean, it's killing deadlines. It's pushing things back months. Mm-hmm. And that's just this year. So who knows? So you said Amazon. The steel industry is getting slammed by Amazon as an Amazon. Yeah. like Amazon a, is buying up all the steel and all the production Yeah, for barge hoist and certain things. And because they're going to, they have plans to build all these. Yeah supply centers that DCs, which yeah. is what you do you right. know when um, i mean that's what you do in our industry you forecast you look ahead hey we want to get this stuff done by a date okay start buying your steel now and mm-hmm. storing it or start buying whatever the materials are and store them because there's going to be a shortage yep. or the price is going to go up drastically which it is still it's yep. all going up everything's being increased um, especially petroleum-based products, you know, they're going to go through the... And so, yeah, they're. I mean, they're doing it right. If I was advising them, you're doing exactly right. Mm-hmm. But it's the ripple effect, right? It's the ripple effect of shutting down, basically, this killing the steel industry. Mm-hmm. We start to bring it back. Now they're killing it again. Just and over go, demand. Yeah, now you're... We have a pandemic where nobody was doing anything that... Yeah. A little bit of a bubble inflation because of demand. Yeah. But when you you got to get – the industry was coming back, and now they – Yeah. You know, and it's the ripple effect, and nobody understands, oh, we did this. Great. Great. And now you've – on down the line as it falls, it goes down the hill. Yeah. It destroys this industry, that industry. 
It ruins, you know, timelines. Yeah. For school, schools, you know, you're doing a lot of work in the summers. Guess what? Hey. Hey, don't have it. It's when it comes in. Now we got a plan for next summer. Yeah. You know, and, and so kids are being affected where they don't have something they would have had. Yeah. Some resource. Or, and so you don't. People got to start thinking in bigger picture, right? It's the story of the pencil. Yeah. It's interesting you talk about Amazon and, and how it is impacting that supply, ch- your supply chain. And, um, you know, as, as we continue to help some of our clients in, in the aftermarket, yeah. automotive aftermarket, um, you know, Amazon was a big deal going into the pandemic. And uh, brands were finally starting to look and go, okay, this online commerce thing is real. Right. Okay, so how do we go in and how do we create this user experience inside of of Amazon that's ours. It's a branded storefront. We right. have categories, you know, all the contents there, all the images are there. You know, we have ad budget to spend. What's our message? Uh, you know, how are we able to generate the uh, advertising cost to sell, the ACOS, make sure that stays low, things like that. So we get to that point, we build these awesome uh, containers. And then all of a sudden, supply chain is what wrecks it all. Mm-hmm. Um, because inside of Amazon, you can have this this glorious storefront. Oh, yeah. We, uh, we can have all this branded content. We can have the ads. But guess what? If you don't have the part to sell, and that's a high-demand part, and you have that buy box that mm-hmm. you worked so hard for, and the day that it goes unchecked on Amazon and it's not in your inventory yeah. anymore, guess what? You just lost that. And, and the experience that our brands are having around that is creating a lot of heartburn because there was a lot of projections that, you know, hey, this is going to be a million-dollar account. This is going to yep. then turn into a $10 million account. And, you know, they upload you know, up front, put all this work into it, and then come to find out supply chain is what's wrecking them. So we can get, you know, we had their uh, performance index way high, things are rocking and rolling, and then guess mm-hmm. what? Because today, unfortunately, a majority of the parts or the components are coming from one specific, let's say, region. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say that, you know, every fuel pump is <laughs> manufactured in the United States. Let's just say that, right? So you have this Okay, we know that our business is 90% retail and distribution, right? We're a B, I mean, the aftermarket's still a B2B, but they're trying to break into B2C with all this online commerce. Carparts.com's doing, you know, new business now. Uh, you, You have all that. You have Rock Auto, and everybody's interested in that. You have Amazon, and all of a sudden, we start to, to break in and start to make that movement. But then, okay, auto, let's say Zone or AutoZone is a $65 million client of yours. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to build this Amazon business over here at the same time right. where the consumer can finally get to your product, you know, one-on-one, have that, you know, B2C experience. But the question is, we've only, we need, we need 100 of this UPC to be shipped Right. To Amazon, but AutoZone just called for 400, and we only have 400. So do we only give AutoZone 300 of their 400 right. requests and still say that this is important to our business model? 
guess what? The you the experience right now is the retail and supply chain, our our brick and mortar storefronts and our distribution is more important than that. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can set everything up to win. Oh yeah. And I'm going to be doing a webinar about this soon for through the Automotive Communication Council. But you can set up all the great strategy. You can set up, you know, these awesome experiences. Everything's branded. Everything mm-hmm. looks wonderful. You have the training videos. You have all that stuff. But if that product can't get to the end consumer within those two days, right? all that is for naught. And what about all that hard work? That went into that. Yeah, so how, how smart was Kohl's to partner with Amazon where you could take stuff back? <laughs> I mean, how? I mean, I, when I think about that, I'm like, that is genius. Yeah. Like that, whoever came up with that one, yeah. hold on to that person because be that a, is smart because you're be going a, to a store. A partner or owner. Yeah, because right? <laughs> you're probably taking back something you're going to look for in Kohl's. Yeah. Or at least if you're at least driving traffic to your store right i mean yeah i think the last time we took something back i mean they were just box i mean they had a little kiosk and there's they had piles of boxes around them yeah of stuff being sent back and, and it's just like and they were brilliant they didn't put it like right up front right like they oh, put yeah. it way back in the corner right. right just like when you go to the grocery store or anything you go to walmart like the highest traffic product is always in the back, back. so you have to walk through right. all the other stuff and fill the cart so I've taken several things back to Kohl's, and I think I've walked out buying something from them every time. Yeah. Like, whether it be a, a sweatshirt or a T-shirt or or something for the house. Yeah. I returned something from Amazon, and I bought something from Kohl's. Right. So, I mean, it's like, God. You know, so how are we going to merge the brick and mortar? Yeah. Right? With the Because, yeah, there's... I, the freedom of Amazon is great, but at the same time, you're still not touch, look, and feel, right? Mm-hmm. Still, you get it. Oh, this is junk. <laughs> Put it back in the box, send it back. Why didn't you want it? Junk. I yeah. mean, it was junk. Couldn't tell that. And then you even have the reviews that are like, is this review even real? You know, and, and when you get the product, now you're hesitant. Like, bad reviews, good reviews, because you got a mixture now. And you're yeah. like, well, which ones are accurate, right? And that's the big. They th- seem that's the big so drastically right different. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't really tell. I feel like, and then you get it, and it's like, well, it meets expectations of the good, or yeah. oh, very rarely is it r- bad. I feel like the bad, almost a lot of the bad reviews, are uh, not when they're, you know, three and star but when they're four and five stars the bad reviews almost seem like they're just attacking a product yeah like they're planted they, yeah because the good reviews are pretty good on all the reviews four, yeah. right and the bad reviews are just like junk crap and you're like wait who what? made this who yeah. made this yeah you so you can't even trust that anymore and so i think that's gonna that seems to be driving let me go to the store feel it touch it look at it look at the box yeah and then you just scan the UPC yeah. on the box and see what the price is. And and I do that on everything anymore. I, I, I go in and I look at it and I'm like, okay, like I have it right here. It's in my hand. Is the weight worth the three extra dollars that I'm going to spend on Amazon right. to buy it now? Or is it extremely, you know, a, a huge price reduction on Amazon and I'll buy it? Well, that was, yeah, that was, that's what I always said. Toys are us. You know, when I was taking my kids there, yeah, I want that. Well, let me see. Uh-oh, on Amazon, it's ten dollars yeah. less. Can you wait two like, days to get that? Guess what? We're not buying it here. Yeah, we're gonna walk out, and it's like, 
yeah, to see everybody spend all this money on these car pickup, deli- I mean, I think I go there every <laughs> store and they're empty. I mean, maybe there's one car. Yeah. I'm like, how much money did you spend thinking this was going to be a thing? Mm-hmm. I mean, who, I'm sorry, but I just don't buy it regularly groceries enough or know what i want well and most to be able to do that but i know you but my whole point was why wouldn't you spend that on you know almost like target your in-store app yeah scan something in the store and it's gonna beat whatever price on amazon walmart wherever yeah right automatically Mm -hmm. and you just take it to the register boop okay price match or you just i mean we set up it's interesting to look at some of the models that have from a consumer experience that we go through um, and look at how China streamline like uses what we like that pickup experience doesn't have it's yeah. just like I don't know why we didn't look at just go directly to delivery right you know exactly like if you're going to trust that they're going to do the shopping for you why not just have it delivered? Exactly. And what is what is the logical like other than I get to drive to Target's parking lot, right. pull in and text? Well, see, and know, that, I no- guess that was kind of my point. Yeah. It's like, well, what? why don't we just go directly to delivery? Like, why wouldn't you? Then invest? I don't have. To, but if I'm going to leave my house, yeah, I'm going to walk in the store. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, uh, the whole point of that is, I can sit at home and it comes to me. Yeah. And it's it's funny how everyone watches how we go through these, you know, early adopter, and then we get into the middle, and then we get to laggards, and it's it's there. And but everybody, and I say, and when I say everybody, I'm talking about other countries. Look at that and go, okay, what do we cut out of the middle that they just did to make right. sure that everybody was comfortable? Like, what's the most productive? And boom, they go there. It's just like currency. Um, through an online uh, webinar the other day talking about um, just the crypto mm-hmm. currency that's out there and yeah. all those things, but how China had, like, there's nothing in the hand. Everything is mobile. Right. Everything is just transferred. Like, all that middle of banking and, you know, drive-ups and, you know, yeah. put your money in the tube and it goes up, that doesn't exist. Right in a right. in a what in a mass uh, cultural or experience like we have like walk up to the bank deposit dollar like right. you know my grandmother still gets her you know checks mm-hmm. from her perf and all those things mailed to her house and then she loves going directly to, to the bank, the bank yep. and knows the toe like and that's, that's an awesome ex- like yeah. that's what her experience has been but. Now, when you look at other countries and how they're they're fast forwarding to the next, yeah. they're just leap like like they're taking all of our information, putting it into the algorithm, going what's the what's the fastest yeah. adoption? And then, of course, you have the drawbacks to that. I think you're you're going to start seeing the ramifications of that. Of the people are clueless what things cost. They're clueless yeah. that money. You can rack up so much, spend so much in a day, and you don't realize it. Right, right. But if you put put two hundred dollars in someone's hand, they're probably not going to spend it in a day. A lot of times, 
you just let them go out and buy whatever, they're probably going to spend more than $200 a day like that. (laughs) Like, you can do it pretty quick if you're just ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Credit card, and I think so you have a... So, again, going to the bank to have to cash that check, Mm -hmm. you made an effort, right? Now it's harder to spend that money, so you hold on to it and you save it. Yeah, you have to write it, you know. Yeah, you're teaching. Write out the check or hand... I worked really hard for this. Yeah, I think there was an experience you know, to that, that you earn that money, you're not just going to blow it. Yeah. You know, now, as we talk about Amazon and all that, what they want you to do is spend your money. Buy now. Right, buy now. And, that, yeah. and I think that's where you get all these, everything becomes wonky in our whole market because people are just spending money and no one can really track and project where they actually want, where are they actually spending money on. Yeah. So when they stop buying all the junk, because like, like this past year, everyone stays inside. They're not out there just spending money on junk. They're actually getting more focused. Yeah. And so it's kind of a weird experience to me, like that you trying to teach your kids money in today and age when it doesn't yeah. seem to be real anymore. Oh, my, uh, my son sent me a text, was it Monday, and said, Dad, all the smart kids at school – they're talking about investing in stocks, and they all have this app. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. So, you know, do they have acorns? Do they – I mean, are they using Robinhood? What is it? But he's like, I want you to teach me, because I know you're doing a little bit of that, how to use this and invest my, my money. And you know what? He doesn't okay. have to have – like, I can set him up mm-hmm. an account through, you know, my name, Melissa's name, or whatever, a family, you know – name and he can have an experience where he can go and buy one share right. of apple on his own right and he doesn't have to like in our our experience before is we had to go to the bank we had to have a broker you know not you can buy one or two but right. the fees and all those things he can have that experience and he can now look and see okay i spent 35 dollars. i had yeah. two shares of this you know bio group that is a startup and it doubled or he can also see that he's losing right on a day-to-day basis but um he can now do that through technology yeah and you know i know they're getting hammered because of you know the the wonderful gamestop and amc and all those things but um you know it, it is it is something that during covid happened yeah well it happened in our world, right? Yeah. Dot com. Dot com. Who went out? And a lot of people made a lot of money just going buying every name, taking a credit card and buying every name they could think of for Be a lot of these. There. Be careful there. I have an auction coming up. Yeah. So, but but you do. Yeah. Remember yeah. that's what and I remember that what early nineties or mm-hmm. and and I remember when that was people were doing that and they're just like I'm just and then you go and you I want this name and. Yeah. Well, 50 grand. What? No, this like <laughs> this it's real. It's yeah. it's you know, when you talk about real estate, there's only one .com. Yeah. And there's only one .org and there's only right. one .academy or one .guru yeah. or whatever that is and and if you want that and you want that traffic, it's very important. Um But I think it's the same way like what's happening with the stock market. And now to me, that's the push against it, right? It's all the elitist and all the people that 
Yeah, that has something to lose, right? Yeah, something that, yeah, they're losing money, so they let's go complain and whine and yeah. say this isn't fair when it's perfectly fair. Yeah. I think it's perfectly fair and it's great. And yeah, why why do I have to buy a hundred shares of Apple yeah. and spend fifty grand or whatever it is, I'm sure it's more than that, but when I can buy one. Yeah, well there's even the the aggregate where he can take ten dollars and put it into yeah. You know, the box that says it has, it, it might be point zero two one of each one, but right. it's like Apple, Amazon, you know, Microsoft, right. and whatever. And and he can do that, and and it's fun to watch. Yeah. So, you know what? We are already way into um, 44 minutes of this Woo-hoo. podcast. Can you believe that? Look how, I mean, no script, nothing, just... Going yeah. through the let, let's, let's anybody listening, yeah, you will be getting calls. <laughs> if you were on our list, we got to yeah, start reaching out. Get, calls. get get in here, you know. Come on, get the schedule. We'll get back. this going again, and yeah, definitely. I think we've got some lined up that are coming, but uh, we definitely want to fill the year, and, and we want twenty twenty one to be different. Yeah, like, it's it's going that way. We're gonna get it's gonna be over soon, guys, and we're gonna be back to normal. Um. Yep. So the normal, you know, everybody said we were in the new normal and now we're going back to a hybrid normal <laughs> and whatever those things are. What are you looking forward to for the rest of the year? I mean, we're already through almost a quarter. What What's quarter two, three, and four Man, like for you? The easiest one is summer, going to Holiday World. <laughs> I mean, Holiday World's going to be back. They're doing away with everything. Yeah. It's going to be great. I mean, it was – we went last year – and it was kind of a, it was a pain. But when you have younger kids, that's the biggest pain, right? You got to wait for rides, or you got to. And I think they they did a very good job handling that. But you know, having younger kids is was I think was difficult for them. They're used to just going and jumping on rides, right? And yeah. Staying on a ride or whatever, and you couldn't do that. And so it was a bit of a challenge, but we still enjoyed it. But yeah, having that back open. Being able to travel, being able to do stuff, you know, and I, I just feel like, yeah, everybody, the new normal, I think they were just trying to convince you that we got to get through this or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot more psychology at play and what the messaging was through all this and and obviously an election. And now everything's going to go, to me, everything's going to go back to normal pretty quick. Cause okay. We're going to be vaccinated. That's why they're coming out with all this, oh, new strength, like... Uh, yeah. To me, it's all psychology. Wait, 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 wait. We don't want to see a spike. Well, it's all going to be, everybody's yeah. going to be vaccinated. They're all going to be sick of being, they're sick of the last year. They're going to come out and go, Yeah, screw this. This is nuts. Yeah. You know. And Florida has spring break right now, and it looks like uh, one doesn't look like anything changed from a couple years ago. No. Everybody was, was pent up and. And ready to go. Yep. So that was personal. Anything in business? Uh, big news coming out from VPS or anything that uh, you're right. looking forward to? You have trade shows or anything Being coming busy. up? busy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're trade shows are still, hey, is this going to be virtual? Yeah. Or is it going to be real? That's right. I mean, I think uh, Midwest Health Conference will be going, attending. I, I'm pretty sure that's going to be in person. Yeah. You know, but you never know if it's going to get, you know, right now we're, we're always hesitant to say, oh, we're, we're going to that, and then it goes virtual. Right. Or knowing, knowing that's virtual. And they've done a lot of work, I think, with the virtual, but 
Mm-hmm. Not the same. Not you know, not the same yeah. as when you attend it. And you're building those relationships in person, and you're you're going out for drinks or your yeah. dinner or whatever, lunch, and you can't do that virtually. And it, it, it I don't know. Yeah, everyone did it and they tried it, but yeah, that's what we did. The, right. <laughs> the you know what we we tried it. You know the the automotive industry. SEMA was canceled yeah. last year. Apex was canceled last year. Uh, the Automotive Communication Council uh, meeting was, was – every meeting was canceled, and everybody tried the different virtual experiences, and and I think uh, everyone's ready to get back to – you know, I, I think there's a there's a generation gap a little bit in that they think there's a, there's a hybrid mm-hmm. that we can do some of this stuff. Um, you know, uh, I know a, a few of the, the executives have said, you know, that have been in the industry like three, four generations. Yeah. Like this used to be like go out to SEMA, go out to Apex. This used to be, you know, dad's reason to go out to the desert over Halloween right. and, you know, be with his colleagues yeah. and, and, and really build relationships out there while everything else was happening. Like we don't have to do that anymore. Right. But there is a, a certain – it doesn't have to be a week long. Yeah. Like – I always go out to Vegas for Seaman Apex, and, you know, by the fifth day, you know, 6 a.m. to midnight every day, it's like, you know what? Like, I want to stay, and I want right. to enjoy, like, an extra day and enjoy Las Vegas and, you know, go out to Hoover Dam and do all those things. But by the time it gets there, it's like, I can't wait wait to get on a plane and get back home and, and see the family. And I feel like there's yeah. a lot of uh, – my generation that that would like to see that, and the ones after us as well. There's, it's not, it's not a full week, you know. Oh yeah. And they see all the resources that went into that, like you know, millions of dollars into that one trade show booth. When you know you're cutting programs and you're cutting training yeah. and you're cutting yeah. all those things just to have this one booth that has the you know 20 LED panels that you know debut whatever product, yeah. and and nobody's waiting for the trade shows anymore. To right, launch you, a product, you, you just get do it online. It, right? Yeah, you can watch it online. Yeah. So I, I think the hybrid, like for us, it's all about learning units a lot of times in our industry. Yeah. You have to get that education, and so having those available online mm-hmm. has has really boomed this last year, and and I always kind of follow it. And so having the in person learning units, I could see that being a hybrid. Yeah. And then someone taking okay. Because a lot of times you go to like AIA national or regional events they have, and you can get all your learning units for the year. Yeah. You have to pay for it, but in three days you get all your learning units for the year. Mm-hmm. Pretty nice. Pretty nice trade off to me. Yeah. But the, from a speaker standpoint, whether I sit, I, so how do you connect the people, right? Yeah. When they're getting all their learning, when now we're getting bombarded with learning units online and see units through virtual because everything's virtual. Mm-hmm. So to me, the hybrid is going to be like, how do you create an event where you actually connect people, right? Because yeah. the people on the trade booths, all they want is traffic. They want to meet people. They want to get the card. How do you encourage that? Yeah. Right? This is what every, I think everybody's dealing with. And how do you connect? Like, I'm there to get business. Yeah, new product, I'll be honest, 90% of the time, it's stuff I've already seen, I've already used, mm-hmm. or whatever. Not there for that. They're there for me. 
Yeah. <laughs> They're there. So how do you get these people connected, right? And how do you get them in-person connection? Yeah. Is really where I think it's going to go. And the hybrid stuff could be, hell, I could go to an auditorium and listen to somebody speak. I don't care that you paid. Yeah, some I of could the, spend a little less key, to get that. Yeah. yeah, some of our keynotes, like, I don't care to see that person in person. I don't care to see them at all half the time. Mm-hmm. So I, they could be virtual. Yeah. I don't care. And then what's that mean? You're not paying them 500000 You're paying them yeah. 50000 That's how you save your money yeah. to me. And you make the experience of connecting the focus. Yes. Yeah. But, hey, we'll see. Somebody will do that. Somebody still, still our idea. Hey, we're doing that. Let's yeah. do that. <laughs> no. No, I'm, I'm looking forward to it's baseball and softball season again, getting yeah. out. And I'm going to have a different – um, experience of watching. Uh, I'm going to be a parent, you know, through freshman baseball and uh, McKenna playing travel softball. And uh, I'll get to coach a little bit in uh, the summer. The yeah. Legends are going to go on a world tour or a regional tour tour at 15U and, and get to experience the, the dugout again and yeah. see how the guys have grown. I mean, they've went from, you know, eighth graders that were kind of all right uh, man everyone's like full-grown men now it's like in 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 less than nine months i know yeah you got kids that are fast having uh exit velocities off their bat of 80 90 uh close to 100 miles an hour already and i can't can't wait to see that Mm -hmm. i'm ready for baseball yes and uh again going back to covid and the changes there and like when you already got teams 100 percent yeah. For 100%, we're going full bore. It's going to be a real season, and it'll be interesting who doesn't. Yeah. Because that's a lot of lost revenue. And if you're going to say, nope, you know, if you're going to be in these states where, nope, nope. nobody there. Yeah. Okay, you're, you're, you're just hurting your team because here's all these other teams that are doing 100%. Yeah. And they're getting their revenue, and they're selling their tickets, and they're – and their season ticket holders and everything. So that'll be interesting and see if there's a difference in, I mean, obviously the experience was different last year. It was kind of weird watching it. Yeah. Cardinals opened up, I don't know, 20,000, 50,000 tickets for for their season. And those went on sale yesterday. They had the multi-packs on. But to go and to experience it and get over there to be ready for that. Yeah. Because definitely want to do it. And I think it'd be good you know, depending on how they do it, if they're not 100% full, it'd be even, I think that'd be a cool experience if it was half full or something like that. I don't, yeah. But not having fans at all, I think it's going to be like, yeah. You, you, you're going to be the, you're going to be the team that is behind the curve. And yeah, I think people are going to be ready. I'm ready. Yeah. Let's go. I'm still building. Like, we're going to take spring break this year and uh, last year when covid started we actually had a whole backyard patio uh thing delivered you know all the templates and all the (laughs) stuff and then we took like three weeks to as a family build the extension off the patio and you know benches and fire pit and all that stuff so next week i'm going to uh, build out a uh, a bar where my uh, grill is inside of it with my blackstone sure and i have my tv up on it so uh, hang the blind, and I think the backyard will be done yeah. for the summertime. So baseball in the backyard, the fire pit, um, 
barbecue and oh yeah ready yeah. ready ready for summer ready to be outside yeah just enjoy the weather again yeah, yeah. business i'm personally excited about moving more into the consulting and uh coaching world uh those three certifications that I spent uh, COVID with the yeah. giant have really paid off and learned a lot since uh, April, May of, of last year. So five voices certified, 100X yeah. leader certified, coaching certified, f- finishing up my uh, leading in a digital world certification. So something that's good there. Yeah. Um, that's been a good experience. You like it? It's been positive. Yeah. I It's yeah, and you know, I tell this thing, but it's probably been one of my favorites. Yeah, you know, I've done a few. I mean, I I really got strength finders. Yeah, but at the same time, it didn't go anywhere. Like it kind of, like to me, strength finders was okay. Here's your strengths, and you can kind of learn. Like it was great as a a piece of yeah. something. That's how I was introduced to it. But as an overall platform, it was. Man, where do you where do you go? I okay, I get it, but where do I go? And, and I really like the how, I, I like the videos. I, I just, I like how it integrates a lot. And you, no matter how you learn, your learning preference. Yeah. You you can, you can find something, you'll get something out of it, but you also find a way to learn more. It is truly, for the first time, an operating system. Yeah. Like I have searched long and hard, thought about creating my own, you know, it, Giant uses the word change agent for a while. I think like seven years ago, we had a process called change agent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was, you know, define the brand, create the content. Yeah. You know, all this algorithm of what that looked like and, and how we worked. But it was never like culture was never really a part of that to right. begin with. And and over the years that, you know, everybody pounding on the door, what's the silver bullet? What's the silver bullet? And, <laughs> and I just always realized that. The people yeah. that were in the seats that weren't being paid attention to that actually had a voice of how that culture looked like and and what that really meant to them and their core values. Yeah. And, and when they were lit on, you know, they had the fire inside, those organizations didn't need all those silver bullets. And then right. when I was introduced to Giant and Five Voices, it was still kind of a workshop thing, right? It was like you got trained to become certified in five voices and you got the book and you know we had the keynote and all that but it was ramped up quickly to where the invincible operating system was so it's literally uh it's a process now you 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 go through the assessment you go through the five voices assessment then you go through the invincible assessment to figure out how your team is communicating you know do they have strong Mm -hmm. relationships are they aligned do they you know have the ability to execute and do you have the capacity and the team gets to actually put that out. it's not subjective it's like i feel like mike is uh you know right. uh, he's just got things going on and <laughs> no like there is a algorithm and a you know 70 questions that help define that yeah and we're breaking down well you're breaking down the silos and yeah and uh, uh to me it becomes very clear this is the first time it's like you do all this other stuff and yeah and people do it right but now it's like when you're immersed in it it's very clear who is not going to be for the team yes who is for themselves who is not going to get out of their silo who is not going to participate and who's not a good fit for your culture yeah i mean it becomes glaringly obvious because 
here's where we're doing. And the team starts to move that way, right? Everyone. And you still have the people that are in their silos protecting their... Yeah. And, you know, to, to be a liberator means you're fighting for the highest right. possible good of those you lead, right? And you know what? Support and challenge the, that individual needs. And that liberation might be this just isn't the fit for you. Like, we're all right. for you. We know that your strengths are this. We know that you're, you know, upside down and you're 70-30 or you're more 30 than you are 70. Like, you're, right. you're operating in, in something that's not healthy for you. The liberation moment is, hey, maybe it is that we introduce you to some people and, and you become, you know, right. your highest possible good by going yeah. to another organization. But the content is all there. The, I mean, it is an operating system for the first time. I, I did a presentation on it yesterday. And, you know, you have the assessment. You, you really get grounded in the data and, and your learning preference and, and how all those things work. And then you go through the process of start to learn the vocabulary, mm -hmm. learn the tools. Sure. And then we start to have the objective, you know, not subjective communication. But then it's online. You know, it's accessible 365, 24-7. And it's just, it is, a, for me, it's the first time I've ever, from a digital perspective, seen it all come together. Yeah. Because there still is that in-person piece that you can't get online, right? So, like, you go through, you learn, either go through the workshops in person or you do it in Zoom. But then what you learn on Zoom is then reinforced by online right. content. And then, you know, you get the emails and you get the links and all that going, hey, this is what we covered today. If you want to go back, here's somebody else teaching it. Now you teach it to somebody else. And here's where we're going to, where we're going to go next. And it's just, it's all right there. Like 65 plus tools. There's thousands of videos now on, on different things. So... They're just doing a, a knockout job of it, and, and I'm, I'm excited to be a, a consultant for them today. Yeah. I'm one of 41, so as a uh, you know, creative uh, pioneer, that means yeah. something to be out in front and see it. So I'm excited about that on a business side. Still, as I said earlier, excited for the Amazon conversation and, and still building out the online experiences, and, and it's, it's been a, a time where... A lot of things that we had talked about over over many, many years have come to play in a really yeah. short time. Yeah. And, and and it's been fun. But twenty twenty one is is a little different for me. But Yeah, um, I think it I think it will be and I think we're gonna be busy and still and, and and still growing, looking to grow, but I think ultimately it's uh you know, it's still gonna be a year of do we have when are we going to have time to catch our breath cuz the way it, it's looking it's go 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 catch up yeah from a year of doing nothing yeah are we going to be able to catch our breath or is it going to be 2022 and everybody goes and they're trying to catch their breath or is it just we're we're gone and yeah we're off and running and keep up i keep going to the analogy when i when i talk to people about it it's like the stale green light <laughs> when you're out on on you're out driving and you're like all right do i do i tap the brake yet is the yellow going to hit like am i close enough am i yeah. going to slam on the brakes or yeah. am i going to go through this thing 
So that analogy rings true for me. It's kind of yep. like, all right, is it truly going to be full bore? Are we looking right. at all these big trade shows at the end of the year? Is it going to be one big celebration? Are we going back to a lot of the traditional stuff that, that we had to do and and enjoy at some some level? But then there's the, you know, still the innovation that can happen on the digital side. So it's like, you know, it, it's tapping the brake at the same time you want to slam on the accelerator yeah. and, and get through it. So. So, yeah, and if we could get politics and the media out of it. That'd be wonderful. People, I think everything would be just fine. Hey, don't forget, <laughs> I've got, for the listeners out there, if I get enough messages, you know, I've got $200 on the line here. Uh, $200, it's $10. I'm going to sponsor 20 of those conversations face-to-face. i got to get that back out there. Yeah, I want to see if it happens. Yeah, Face-to-face. I'll give you $5, the person that you need to have a hard conversation with, $5, go to Starbucks, buy buy yourself a coffee, have a real good 45-minute conversation, and uh, pass that on if you like. So, yeah, not politics. That's, you know, let's let's keep social media out of it. Let's, you know, get rid of these, you know, comment chains that go yeah. 300 back and forth. Let's go to real live, face-to-face, look somebody in the Sweet. eye and say, I don't agree with you, and here's why. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. We are at an hour and four minutes. So we'll call what, it the finding common ground. Finding common ground. Common grounds. Yeah. Common yeah. grounds. I might borrow well, that. That was, that was somebody yeah, else. We're, <laughs> we're not else. stealing that. Nope. 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 That's we're yours. Not stealing that. Yeah. Gage, that's yours. <laughs> Absolutely. It's not Gage anymore, but, um, yeah. you know, that's consolidation. That's but yeah, well. I missed that too. But yeah. To bring up something missed. Yeah. That was a always a nice little. Every yeah Tuesday morning, yeah. go in for coffee, listen to uh, someone who was doing something innovative yeah. in the community. Miss that. So um, hopefully we get back to, to that as well. So, all right, we're going to sign off here. This is the At 530 on Main podcast sponsored by VPS Architecture and Extend Group. Mike Davis, it's always a pleasure to be able to sit down and spend an hour of, of time just connecting and figuring yeah. out what's next around experience yeah so, thanks solving for joining. the world's problems right that's right <laughs> one conversation <laughs> at a time face to face all right once again at 530 on main podcast uh sponsored by vps architecture extend group if you like the conversation please let us know you you have the the star button there you have the share button there one star five star whatever it is uh, I'm a creative pioneer. I know everything can always be better. So let us know what that looks like and uh, help us celebrate it by uh, sharing it, by commenting, uh, email it on to your friends, whatever you need to do there. But please help us get the word out. We're back. You know, we're back. It's time to go. And if you'd like to be a part of the conversation, you could uh, get on the Extend Group website. And uh, I even believe VPS Architecture has the at 530 on main button on it. And you can volunteer to be a part of the experience. Love to have you. Come on. Let's go. Let's talk. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of At 530 on Main, hosted by Sean Collins and Mike Davis. Please leave us a review and share your thoughts on today's episode. Let us know how you've been inspired or what you would like to hear on future episodes. And if you've enjoyed the conversation, help us spread the word. Share us on your social channels. Message a friend. Rate the podcast. Without you, this experience would not be possible.